Come on in, come on in, share, tell everyone we are online. School of Worship is now in session. Come on in, come on in. So glad to be here tonight for round two of Tuesday Night Teaching. I am so excited for us to dive into this tonight. I'm so Oh, jump for joy. I can't wait. Share, comment, tell everyone we are online. Tell everyone we are here. Let's dive into this. Let's grow together. Let's share. God bless you for coming on in. Come on in. Come on in. Blessings. God bless you, Pastor Bishop Davis. Thank you for coming on in. Come on in. Come on in. Share, comment, tell everyone we are here. We are excited. I'm excited to be with to be on here tonight. Amen, amen. Come on in, join, join, join. Share, comment, tell everyone we are online. Amen. <clears throat> Last week we started a new series called School of Worship, dealing with the theme of worship. And I want to continue where I left off last week and go from there. I want to continue. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Come on in. Come on in. Share. Tell everyone we're online. Comment. Please. Tell everybody that we are live. Now, we have started a new theme called School of Worship. Dealing with the theme of worship. It is a very broad subject. It's something that we can all talk about or something that we can all read about through the scriptures. But I want to key in where I left off last week when I was talking from teaching from Psalms 100. So if you did not watch last week's, make sure you go back and watch and go from there. And then uh, we can watch this when it rebroadcasts. Thank you for joining. Thank you for joining, Sister Johnson. Thank you. Now, tonight we are going to continue on our path through Psalms 100. Last week I've dealt with Last week I've dealt with uh, verse 1 and verse 2. So tonight I want to deal with verse 3 and verse number 4. I want to deal with verse 3 and verse number 4. Last week, um, I was reading from, going to continue reading from the New King James Version. Going to read from there. Last week, I was going from verse 1. So verse 1 was, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all you lands. Verse 2 was, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. I want to deal with verse number 3 on tonight and verse number 4. If you have it, please grab your Bible, scroll to your Bible. If you have it on your device or if you have it on your physically in front of you, you can turn to it. Bring out of the New King James Version. Verse 3. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I want to go to verse number four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. And enter his courts 
with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. I want to say those two verses again. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Verse four. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Enter into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. Tonight, I want to teach from the subject thankful worship. I want you to comment, comment that. Thankful worship. I want you to type that in. Thankful worship. Thankful worship. God bless you, Brother Ronald, for coming on in. I want to deal with that theme. Those two simple words. Thankful worship. Thankful worship. When we come to this theme of thankful worship, many times we look in our society that the only time that American holidays think about thankfulness is Thanksgiving. But when we as Christian believers, we understand that we are always thankful. We wake up. Thanking the Lord for waking us up. We thank the Lord for giving us life, giving us strength, and thank you for for coming on in. Thanks, thanks, thanks. The theme of Thanksgiving is deeper than one day of a holiday. Being thankful is being appreciative of what God has done for you. When we look at worship, it is something very beautiful. When we look at the definition of worship from a biblical standpoint, it means to bow down, like we said last week. It means to submit yourself. Now, when we look at worship, we are bowing down to the Lord. When we worship, we're giving him reverence. We're giving him Thanks. When we tell the Lord, thank you. When we take the moment to say, God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for helping me out. Thank you for, we're we're worshiping him as we say, thank you. Now, when we look at verse number three, it said, know the Lord, comma. Now, I don't know if anybody uh, is an English major, but when you say a comma, that's very important. It means to pause. The first verse says, know that he, know that the Lord. So we understand that we know that he is the Lord. And then it says he is God. Not only is he Lord, but he's also God. Our Lord is also our God. And then the next part says it is he who has made us. This goes back now to Genesis 1. Because when we go to Genesis 1, 
right? When we go to Genesis 1, the first book of the Bible, in the beginning, we go to verse, when we go to chapter 1, all right? When we go to chapter 1, verse 26, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them dominion, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle and all the earth and every crippling thing on the earth. So then God created man in his image. Now, when you look at this, we understand that God is the one that created you. He is the one that made you. He is the one that formed you. He is the one that shapes you. That's who God is. He is our creator. So that's why when we look at creation, we have to look at our creator. There can never be any creation unless there is a creator. When we look at our Lord and Savior, he created us. For a powerful purpose. He created us for a specific thing that we are assigned to do. God is the only one that can help you and fix you as he is your creator. And as he is your creator, we understand that we are his creation. Now, the reason why we worship the Lord is because he created us. He molded us. He shaped us. That's why in Jeremiah, when he says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. So what does that really mean? When we say he formed us, he made us. That means that God decided to take the human flesh and human bones and mold it into you as a human being and make you. God decided that earth needed you and he decided to make you. So it is he who has made us. And not we ourselves. Let me look at that. It says he's who had made us. God made us. He designed us. He shaped us. He molded us. And it is not us that made ourselves. So what does that really mean? Well, whenever you hear the terminology of a self-made person or they made a self-made man or self-made woman. We understand that that is not the case. Why? Because we have a savior who created us. If it was not for him, we would not be here. When we look at when we look at how God made us, he made us with a design, with a specific handprint, with a specific footprint, with a specific signal and, and all those different things. All of us have something unique about us that is different from everyone else. For example, we have, you know, some of us have iPhones. When we look at iPhones, we understand that you have, either have face ID or you used to have on the button a fingerprint. When you put your face towards the screen, your screen will begin to unlock. Why? Because it's designed for you. Just like a, a human being designed a phone, God made you to be better than that. You see, we cannot sit here and appreciate the creation without appreciation to the creator. It amazes me how we live in a time where people are always obsessed 
with things that have been created and we're obsessed with how cars are being made and we're obsessed with how commercials are being made and we're obsessed with all those how buildings are being made but we never take the time to appreciate the person who created it we never take the time to appreciate the one that designed and specifically focused on that now i'll give you an example of what i of what i mean When we all go or we all take a nice vacation to Disney World. If you haven't been to Disney World, it's a beautiful place to go. I loved it when I was when I was a child in 2013. And I remember I was walking and looking at all the different things that were in there. And I was just like, wow, this is amazing. But I had to pause and look at the name. It said Walt Disney. If it was not for a Walt Disney who created a Disney World, no child on earth would be able to see it. We have to appreciate the one who had the vision of creating something that you can stand in. Let's look at this another step deeper. When we come and look at all the different things that are made on this earth, we cannot Sit here and appreciate the creation with appreciation the person who had created it. That is the powerful part about worship. Hold on one second. When we think about worship, worship is not about us. It's about him. Worship is not about what one person may be doing or another person may be doing. But worship is about the person who has created us. Now, when we come to another part of verse 3, it says we are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Let me park right there parenthetically and, and, and break that down. We are his people. The beautiful part about this is that when you accept the Lord as your Lord and Savior, when you appreciate him being your Lord, you say you are my God and all those beautiful things, which is very important. We understand that we are his people. We cannot sit here and say to ourselves that we are not his people. When we have a relationship with the Lord, We are a child of God. We we serve the Lord and worship him. We are connected to him. So since we are connected to God, since we are right there, we can understand that we are his people. And then it says, and the sheep of his pasture. When I think about sheep, I want to bring this point up. When I think about sheep, I understand that Last time I hear about sheep was in Psalms 23. Because when you go to Psalms 23, it says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. That is a very powerful thing. I want to say it again. When you come to Psalms 23, it says the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. We live in it. We have to understand this: is that God is our shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. He is the great shepherd. He's the mighty shepherd. He's the beautiful shepherd. That's who we is. Now, as he is our shepherd, we are his sheep. 
when we go through the scripture and understand that God is always our best and amazing example of a shepherd. When we think about God, he is our shepherd. What does a shepherd do for his sheep? He guides them. He provides for them. He strengthens them. He helps them. That is an example of what God does for us. He provides for us. He helps us. He strengthens us. He gives us what we need. That is what a shepherd does. I remember several years ago, I we was going up to upstate New York. And I remember when we had to visit a farm. And I remember that I was walking with the farmer and I noticed that when he came with this big bucket of food for the, for the, for the animals, the animals begin to run towards the farmer. And I said to the son, man, I said, why are they running towards you? He said, the animals know that it's feeding time and they don't know what time it is, but they know that when I come around, I will feed them. You see, what I love about God is that God is that shepherd that knows that when I'm hungry, I'm looking for him. That when I'm seeking after him, he knows that he's going to be right there. What I love about God is that God is always there when I need him the most. God is always at the right moment. He's at the right time when I need him the most. You see, many people are trying to find their satisfaction in money, but money cannot save you. Many people try to find satisfaction in things and try to find satisfaction with people, but that cannot save you. The only thing that can save you and help you is Jesus Christ. So when we look at this, it says, know that the Lord, he is God. That means that we are acknowledging that he is who he says he is. Jesus is our Lord. He is our savior. And since we understand that, we have to submit to him. This reminds us of who God is. And then it reminds us. That he is also our God, but he also our, is our creator. He is the one that made us, that molded us, that shaped us. I love that God is the one that can help us and heal us when we need him. Many people walk around and they are walking confused. They're walking aimlessly. Why? Because they don't realize they're shepherd. Many people think that is a degree that's, that, can, that holds you in the right place. Many people think that if you make a certain type of money, that you will be secured. Many people think if they go and buy a certain car, they will be okay. Many people walk around and think or assume that. But when we understand that God is the only one that has us in his hands, God is so much God that you don't have to worry about anything. I said earlier, Psalms 20, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want the beautiful part about that Psalm is that God is so much God that I don't have to desire anything outside of him. 
Why? Because when I'm connected to God, I have everything. I have access. What I understand is that when we look at who God is, we understand that he is the one that provides. He is the one that sustains us. He is the one that lifts us up. He is the one that turns things around. He is the one that heals us. God is that. No one else on earth can compete with the power of God. No one else on earth can even stand to who God is. No one on earth name is above his name. You see, many people walk around and act like their names are important. And your name may be important, but there is no greater name than the name of Jesus. There is no greater name than the name of Jesus. Why? Because when I call on the name of Jesus, I have access. Doors may be closed, but when I call on the name of Jesus, that door will begin to open. When I call on the name of Jesus, I may be sick, but I know healing is going to come. When I call on the name of Jesus, I know that things may look one way. But when I call on the name of Jesus, it's going to turn another way. You see, the good news about this is that no matter where you are in life, no matter what's going on, there is only one name that can do it for you. There is only one name that can turn your life around. There's only one name that can heal you and strengthen you. That is the name of Jesus. I know who Jesus is. He's not a mystical character. He's not someone in a history book. He is the beginning and the end. That's who Jesus is. He is the Alpha and the Omega. That's who he is. He is the bread of life. That's who he is. He is the Christ. That's who he is. He has power. That's who he is. He has dominion. That's who he is. He's my emancipator. That's who he is. He's my forgiver. That's who Jesus is. Do you know Jesus? Because if you know him, when you know Jesus, you're able to worship him. You see, I cannot sit here and go to church every single Sunday and have my arms folded. No. I cannot come to the house of the Lord and have an attitude. Why? Because the Lord has been so good to me. He's been so mighty to me. He's been so wonderful. So since he's been so wonderful, I have to worship him. I don't come to church to look cute with a suit on. I don't come to church to try to be fancy or try to impress you. But when I come to the house of God, when I put my foot and walk my behind inside of the church, I know that I come to worship him. The question I have for you tonight is, are you a worshiper? Are you someone that's going to sit and be a spectator, but are you going to be a worshiper? Are you going to be someone who just sits there and doesn't complain or feels like they can't do anything else? But are you going to sit and say, Lord, I come to worship you. Lord, I come to bless your name. Lord, I come to give you thanks because I know that things may not look the way I want to go, but I still thank you. Yes, people may say one thing, but I still praise you. I still worship you. Is there a worshiper on the thing tonight? God deserves all worship. When we understand that we can depend and lean on Jesus, we don't have to worry about anything. 
We don't have to figure out who's not there or who's not or who's there for us. God is always there for us. We don't have to try to understand why people are not in our lives. If no one's in your life, that's okay. But the person that matters the most is Jesus Christ. He's the one that holds you when no one else wants to hold you. He's the one that keeps you when no one else wants to keep you. When we think about God, there ought to be a joy that comes in your heart. When you think about God, you there's a there's a there's a spring of happiness that begins to flow when you think about God. There ought to be something that moves you, that pushes you when you think about what the Lord has done for you. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Now I want to go to verse number four. Is this helping someone? Is this helping someone? Verse number four. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter into his courts with praise. I want to deal with that first part. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. When I come to the house of the Lord, I don't enter with my head down and feeling sad and depressed and angry. No, 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 no. When I come to the house of the Lord, I enter with thanksgiving. I don't come with a dreadful heart. I don't come to the house of the Lord with a sad heart. But when I come to the house of the Lord, I have thanksgiving. You see, the reason why I'm smiling is because I know that when I get to the house of the Lord, I'm thankful. I'm thankful even before I I even get to the door of the church because I know that some people can't even get out of bed to go to church. But since I'm here and have the opportunity, I stand up and I have a heart of thanksgiving. I'm thanking him. Why? Would you thank the Lord right now? I thank him because he woke me up this morning. You see, some people didn't even wake up this morning. I'm thanking him for that. He was, I, I, I'm allow, I, he allowed me to get out of bed and go and put on clothes and hop out, this, hop out the door and go to my destination safely. I'm thankful for that. He gave me a born bed to lay in at the, at the night. I'm thankful for that. I'm able to stand and have the activity of my limbs and move my hands and fingers and feet. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. Why? Because he is good. He's good, saints. I know many people are worried about the formula shortage, but he, God, is still good. Yes, people may look at this Ukraine thing and say this is horrendous, but God is still good. God is so powerful. It says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving. Are you thankful today? Are you excited today? Are you having an understanding that you're thanking him every single moment that you get? I know that many people want to complain in life. But there are some Christian believers understanding, yes, life may not look the way I want it to look. But I still thank him. I still pray to him. Don't you know that when you pray to the Lord, things will turn around? There may be people who have delayed prayers, 
who have been praying for something and they did not see that prayer answered. But God can answer your prayer. There may be people who says, look, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen next. But when I call on the name of Jesus, something begins to shake. Something begins to move. When I come to the house of the Lord, I come looking for the Lord. How many of you were looking for the Lord? How many of you were looking to say, Lord, I thank you. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I give you honor. Lord, I give you thanks. We have to say thank you. We have to have a thankful heart. We have to have an appreciation for what the Lord begins to do in our lives. Why do you worship the Lord? Good question. We worship the Lord because of who he is. We don't worship God for houses. We don't worship God for cars and we don't worship God for marriages. We don't we worship God because of who God is. He is always there for us. He is always doing something mighty. He is always creating doors for us to walk through. He is always closing doors that no man can, can, can open. He's opening doors that no man can shut. Do you realize that when you worship God, doors begin to open? When you worship God, things begin to move. When you worship God, things begin to move into shape and turn around. That's the power of worship. When you worship the Lord, Tears will begin to fall. When you worship the Lord, laughter will come to your heart. When you worship the Lord, there is a strength that comes to you when you feel like you cannot go on. There may be people right now listening to me right now going through something. Or there may be somebody trying to figure out what's my next steps. Have you ever noticed that when you spend time with God, he gives you clarity? What I realize is that worship brings clarity. I want someone to type that. Worship brings clarity. God bless you, sister. God bless you, Sister Johnson. Worship brings clarity. Worship brings an ease to your heart. Worship begins to open your eyes to see things you've never seen before. Even if you don't have glasses on, you can still see what God is about to do. You may be trying to figure out, well, God, I don't know what I'm going to do about this new job. Well, if you worship him, he can give you a strategy for that new job. You may be saying to yourself, God, I need you like never before. As you spend time with the Lord, he'll give you what you need. God is the only one that gives clarity to you. You see, many people try to walk around. Many people try to walk around and try to find clarity and try to. But my thing is, if he is my creator and I am his creation, I have to go to the one who made me. That degree did not make you. I'm all for education. I love education. That job did not make you. That car did not make you. That house did not make you. It is God who made you. So since he made you, you should give him worship. And as you worship him, as you praise him, he will make a way out of nowhere. John 
chapter 14, chapter 6 says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He's not some of the way, he's not some of the truth, he's not some of the life. He says, I am the way. He is a way out of trouble. He's a way out of darkness. He's a way out of sickness. But he says, I am the truth. We live in a place of lies. Everyone likes to lie on social media. Friends like to, everybody like to lie. But he is the truth that kills all lies. And then he says, I am the life. Sometimes we may go through some dead situations. Sometimes we may go through some moments where it feels unfair. It feels wrong. But God is the one that gives us life. Is there someone here says, Lord, I thank you for being the way for me. Lord, I thank you for being the truth for me. But Lord, I thank you for giving me life. It says, enter into his courts with praise. Enter into his courts with praise. Praise is a beautiful thing. Praise is not worship. I want to say that again. Praise is not worship. It is a stage for worship. You see, but many people ask, what is praise? It says, enter into his courts with praise. Praise anticipates what is to come as we enter the presence of God. I want to say that again. I want somebody to type that. Praise anticipates what is to come. You see, it's an anticipation. You see, when you praise the Lord, you are anticipating what's going to happen. If you praise God, things will begin to move. If you praise God, that person can get off drugs. If you praise God, that person can get off of alcohol. If you praise God, that problem can go away. When you praise God, you won't worry about anything else. Because as you're praising him, something will begin to happen. As you praise him, you anticipate that something's going to come. I'm not praising him for what, what's happened before. I praise him because I know that something's on the way. Well, what is on the way? As you praise God, that miracle is on the way the way. As you praise God, that finances is coming on the way. As you praise God, someone will send help to those in need. As you praise God, someone will open doors for you to go to college and get your degrees and other degrees. As you praise God, God, there will be doors for your car to be fixed. As you praise God, your family will begin to stay connected. As you praise God, bridges will be built of love. As you praise God, something will begin to move. So I'm praising him not for what happened before, but what's about to come. Yes, I thank God for what happened before. Yes, I thank God for what happened last year and the year before that. But I praise God for what's going to come. Why? Because I know that marriage is going to come. That life is going to come. That health is going to come. That strength is going to come. When I call on his name, when I praise his name, something will happen. Something is going to come. You see, I want you to type in the comment, the best is yet to come. Yes, Things may be looking bad, but the best is yet to come. People may talk about you, but the best is yet to come. Yes, you may want to talk about me and scandalize my name, but the best is yet to come. Yes, I was going through some hell 
on my job, but the best is yet to come. My coworkers may be acting stupid, but the best is yet to come. People talk about me, but the best is yet to come. Things may look bad, but the best is yet to come. I'm looking for the best. I'm looking for the best. I don't want mediocre, but I want the best. I want the best that God has for me. I want that best car. I want that best house. I want that best thing. Why? Because when I look for the best, he can handle the rest. Oh, I'm telling you just like God is the only one that gives you the best. Yes, people may try to give you what they want, but God only gives you his best. God is the only one that gives you his best. Yes, people may say, well, if you try to do this, if you try to do that. No, 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 no. God is the only one that gives you the best. When we praise God, it gives us strength. It gives us faith. You see, we praise God not because of what happened before. We praise God for what's about to happen. Don't you realize, may I, may I say something to you, please? You have to realize that when God is up to something, it is always greater than what happened before. Many people walk around and talk about nostalgia. Oh, this happened a few years ago. The best moment happened before. And this happened. No, 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 no. When you spend time with God and God opens a door for you, God is so powerful that he gives you greater than what you have before. You may say to yourself, well, life was great years ago. No, no. Life will continue to grow higher. Why? Because as God gives you the best, the best is better than what you had before. When we look at Exodus chapter 14, I'm going to make a point here. God told Moses and the children of Israel to pass through the Red Sea and they will get to the promised land. Now, we know that they were in Egypt. They were in bondage. But God made a plan for them to get to the other side of the Red Sea. What I love about God is that God always sets things up for you to walk into your miracle. Let me say that again. God always sets things up for you to walk into your miracle. You may say right now. My life is going one way. All I suggest you to do is to trust in the Lord. When you trust in the Lord, he will open doors for you and you'll sit there and wake up and say, Lord, how did this happen? How did this happen? I don't know how this, but Lord, I thank you. I praise you. I praise you. You see, when was the last time you praised God? Not praise him with an organ or strum or click track. When was the last time you just praised him and said, Lord, I praise you. Lord, I don't know what it is, but Lord, I praise you. Lord, I don't know how this is going to look around, but Lord, I praise you. We have to praise the Lord. And then it said, be thankful to him and bless his name. I want to I want to I want to even get to a close right there. It says and bless be thankful to him and bless his name. We have to bless the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is powerful. The name of the Lord is strong. 
We don't have to worry about other people. We don't have to worry about other things. All we have to do is focus our minds on blessing the name of the Lord. Proverbs 18 verse 10 says, For the name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous run in, and they are safe. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, And there is no other name like the name of Jesus. Matthew 1 21 says, For the name of the Lord, and it shall call his name Jesus, and he shall save you from your sin. We need the name of the Lord. No matter where you are in life, no matter whether you're getting a degree or whether you're trying to find a job or whether you're having some hard time, God is there for you. Now, I'm not going to sit here and give you a cotton candy gospel and say that life is amazing and it's going to be great. No, life is going to come with some hardships. Life is going to come with some tough times. But no matter how tough the times are, God is there to strengthen you and be there for you. I want to encourage you tonight to always worship the Lord. Always seek after the Lord. It's not about people. It's not about what's on the news. But the good news is, is that Jesus is there for you. Hebrews says, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. God will never leave you. You may try to leave him, but he'll never leave you. You may be going through something, but God can be there for you and turn your life around. I want to encourage those who are listening to me. Trust in the Lord. Song, it will be an old song that the church mother says, I will trust in the Lord until I die. I will trust in the Lord. You need to trust in God. Some trust in horses. Some trust in chariots. Some trust in Twitter. Some trust in Facebook. But who will trust the name of the Lord? Put your trust in the Lord. Right now, I want to give you an opportunity to sow into this moment. Now, when people usually talk about sowing and giving, they usually get nervous. But you have to understand that sowing into the ministry, sowing into the house of the Lord is a part of worship. Many people say, I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. But in order to be blessed, you have to give a you have to be a blessing. And as you bless the Lord, he begins to bless you. We have to stop trying to put our money towards everything else but the house of God. The house of God, after your house is being paid and provided for, the house of God is also important. Before you buy those red bottoms, before you buy those nice car and houses, make sure you give to the house of the Lord. Make sure you sow your time. Make sure you sow and give to those in need. I want to thank those who are came on, who was listening, who was watching, who are taking notes. I want you to know that we have to understand that worship is important. Worship is not about me. It's not about you. It is about the Lord. God deserves our worship. God deserves our praise. You may say to yourself, well, things is going differently and things may go another way. But worship the Lord. He deserves the worship. He deserves praise. 
He deserves everything that you're looking forward to. You may be trying to figure out, God, what is my next steps? But if you worship him, he'll give you what you need. If you worship him, he'll give you everything. If you worship him, things will begin to move. We need to worship the Lord. So right now, I want you to begin to sow. I want you to begin to sow and give. Because as you give and as you sow tonight, the Lord is going to bless you. I'm not one of those lying cash app prophets. That's not me. But I'm telling you, as you sow tonight, God's going to give it back to you. It is always important to be blessed. But it's also important to be a blessing. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you on tonight. I want to pray before we leave. Before we go, I want to pray with you because prayer changes things. Prayers move mountains. Prayers turn things around. So, Father, tonight we thank you for and we worship you, Lord. We don't worship you for cars, houses, or land, but we worship you because you are good. We worship you, Lord, because you are God. And God, tonight we thank you for what you're doing in our lives. God, we thank you for turning things around for us, for giving us things that we never had before, for opening doors for us that never opened. Lord, right now, those who are listening, open doors right now, God. There may be somebody who's looking to try to finish their degree. Lord, open up doors for them to finish their degree. There may be somebody who's trying to finish and get things done for their house. Lord, provide things for their home right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for what you're doing right now. We praise you because we anticipate that the best is yet to come. We thank you, God, for those right now who are listening, knowing that, yes, things may look one way, but I will worship you. We worship you, Lord, tonight. We praise you tonight, and we thank you, Lord, for being our Lord and Savior. We thank you, Lord God, for turning things around for us. We thank you, Lord, that you're healing hearts, you're healing minds in the name of Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Ah, we praise you for what you're doing right now. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, for our first family. Thank you, Lord, that will be a safe delivery for our, for our global baby. We thank you, Lord, for our pastors and everyone that is connected to global. We thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, God, for what you're doing, God. For what you're about to do. For what you continue to do. In the name of the Lord, I bless those right now. Bless their week right now. In the mighty name of Lord, allow them to get to their work and their destination safely. In the name of Jesus. And Lord, prepare us for Sunday as we worship you, God. And Lord, send a fresh, mighty word for, for your people in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. And the people of God say amen. Please, please. Come back on Sunday where we will be worshiping and praising and continue to worshiping the Lord. Please be blessed. Please be blessed. Have a wonderful night. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for tuning See you next week, Tuesday. See you next week, Tuesday for School of Worship. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you all. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful night. Have a wonderful night.